Well, first of all, we appreciate you, bro. We done remixed this again. Like our second remix, right? KD and him. Yeah, he a repeat offender now. Yeah, repeat offender yes, with the knuckleheads. Last time we asked you um, who was the first person to bust your ass when you made it to the league. This time we're going to ask you who's the first person ass you bust when you made it to the league. The you first gave person it to that worked. You gave the first work. one I think I said it was Goran Dragic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the first yeah, person. The first person who I did, I say, uh, I say Steve Nash. It was opening night, my first, oh. the first game of my career. I had uh, twenty three and eleven, and opening night we beat the Lakers when they had Nash, Kobe, Dwight, Powell, all Ooh. of them was there. I remember that game. Okay. And I remember I came out that night, and it was I had a big game off the rip. I was yeah. that Kobe was on the court. Yeah, he was hot too. Like <laughs> that was my first game, so shit, he was. You know, he was out there snapping on everybody. Like, he was really like a real general out there. Kobe didn't care who you was, you know what I mean? Who you thought you was, he's snapping. He's saying what he got to say, like he was in charge. So it was like, every time I did something, it was like he was the coach. You know <laughs> like he was telling everybody what to do, yeah. yeah. Take this away, do yeah, that, do that. Yeah, he was giving real direction. Yo, 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 we live on location from City Beautiful. We here in Orlando. The blackest one with me, we got a repeat offender today, baby. We got a multiple-time all-star. He ain't young no more. He an OG in the game, not 12 years in. This man got all-stars and all that and everything, but more importantly, we got top 75 all-time, man. We got Mr. Dame Time, Dame Lillard in the building. Dollar. Appreciate you pulling yes, sir. up. For sure, for sure. Presented by Sleeper. Last time we had you here, this was before the bubble, before everything. Right before COVID. Right before COVID. We didn't get a chance to talk to you about the bubble experience. Tell us the bubble experience, because uh, in that bubble, you was like MVP of the bubble. Like, uh, <laughs> you, you came in with a whole purpose. I loved yeah. your interview of what, what you said, because when you hear something that's authentic, you feel yeah. it. and. That was real. I ain't come here to waste my time. Yeah. Like I came in here to, to kill everything and, and try to win some. <laughs> but sure. uh, just the experience of the bubble, uh, how you had to leave your family, how, how you had to mingle with the other teams. Uh, yeah. We heard stories about guys just at the pool, they team over here, they team <laughs> That's over how it was, for real. Uh, it was like AAU. <laughs> yeah. No, it was – when I hear people talk about the, the bubble experience, it's, it's like they made it seem like it was just – Crazy, you know what I mean? And for me, I, I thought it was cool. I think the downside of it was leaving our family and just being in one spot, you know what I mean? Not moving around how we usually do. I spent a lot of time, once the season kind of stopped, it was like, we never get that time yeah. if it ain't summertime. So I was right. at the crib. I'm, I had two of my partners at the house for like three and a half months every day. <laughs> right. My mom, my sister was coming over, working out. Like I was really kicking it with my family yeah. every day, all day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, workout, yeah. watch TV shows. So like for me, it was, it, I was having a great time. You know, we was getting time that we don't get. So having to leave, that was probably the, the hardest part. And then going to play. But during that time I was training. Mm -hmm. Like I was going to my gym, I was by myself. So I was prepared. That's why I was like, if y'all like, y'all want us to come do this, like I'm not coming and we don't have a chance to play for the playoffs. Yeah. Like why would I do that? So, I mean, I prepared for it. So I wasn't going to leave what I was leaving behind and the kind of time I was having to just go out here and, and bullshit, you know what I mean? So once we got there, it was like, we gonna put our best foot forward. Like we gonna make something of it. I ain't gonna come out here and waste my time. How was it uh, being in a setting where you had to, you know, when we when we put our jerseys on, we in a big old arena, it's fans yeah. everywhere, it's crowds, it's so much space. Yeah. And now you putting on you putting on your, your superhero suit and you putting on your, your jersey and it's a big old screen, it's only a few people here. <laughs> it's like anybody who say something, the whole room can, can hear it. Hear it. Yeah. <laughs> like, how was that? Because you've been playing in front of people for so long. Yeah. And now you playing real games, like you say, like you at a rec center. Sure. <laughs> it was weird for sure. Like, I remember the first day they was like, we're going to take you all over to see, like, where we going to be playing at. And I was like, 
anxious to get over there. And once we got there and I looked around, I was like, this is where we about to play at? Like, I, it was like the main court and it was a curtain and it was like a practice court behind it. I'm like, this is where we going to play, like the NBA games. games. <laughs> like, <laughs> then it was like a screen and it was like little boxes and it was just people's heads in there yeah. just watching the game. So when I saw it, I was like, man, like I started shooting. The depth perception was a little bit weird. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This this weird. Practice was like, they had courts in the ballrooms. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the big ballrooms well, in the hotel. It was like, that they had real courts. Yeah, it was like on this side, it was Orlando Magic practice court. And mm -hmm. then over here, it was a Boston Celtics practice court. Like mm -hmm. you had your actual practice court put together in ballrooms. So mm -hmm. it was like different ballrooms, teams in there practicing. You walking through the, the hotel, you seeing teams crazy. walking out. It was weird, like a random doctor's office was set up in there. It was different, man. But I think, you know, once we got down to it and we, you know, threw the ball up in the air, it was like, shit is up now. So we, you're going to be worried about what it looked like in here and all that stuff or you right. going to just get to it. Like, I remember one game, I think Toronto was playing like Denver or something. And we was literally warming up on the basket on the court right behind the curtain to get ready for our game. Yeah. <laughs> so we doing our pregame shooting. The game is ending, and I literally just walked up to the curtain and was, like, watching the end of the game <laughs> like it was AAU. Yeah. I'm, like, literally watching the game from the curtain. I was like, man, this is this but, crazy. Yeah. They just – the buzzer go off. They walked right past us on the little auxiliary court. We walked on, start warming up. It was like an AAU tournament for That's real. That's wild. How was it to, like, leave your family? Like, because, you know, how serious – this thing is yeah. you know, people dying from COVID and going through all this stuff yeah. and like now I gotta go I gotta take this test they sticking in the tube all yeah. up, up your nose yeah, we had a test every day yeah if you didn't like your team had a testing slot every at a time every day if you missed it then you couldn't go to practice you know sometimes it was like you gotta do two tests where you can't play in the game the next day Games at one o'clock. Guys was isolated. Yeah. The ones who, who flunked the COVID test. Yeah, they had to stay in their room for like a couple of days. I mean, the first couple of weeks there, we couldn't leave the resort we was on. Then a couple of weeks later, you can go on other teams' resorts and, you know, go see other people. But it was different, bro. Food wise, what was y'all eating? Like, because I know, you know, hotels are limited to their yeah, menu. And. <laughs> like, like how was the like the eating? You couldn't go and get your yeah. if you wanted fast food, but you couldn't go and get your fast food, or you couldn't go and get your favorite food. You couldn't you order, order nothing, pizza. none of that. You couldn't order none of nothing. You could nothing could come in, even when you got a package in. It went to like a center. You know they had to make sure it wasn't nothing that was contaminated Just or something that could spread something. Yeah. So damn. Um, well, that means you got old fast, boy. I mean, I I feel like I ate the same thing pretty much every day. Like, we had a couple restaurants in our resort, and everybody was there. Like, how you were saying, at the pool, it was everybody just kind of in their little areas. I'd go to the restaurant and see the same people every day. <laughs> yeah. Everybody just in there around the same time. The first couple of days, everybody, nobody really know each other like that. We just know each other from playing against each other. Yeah. So it was like people at this table, this table, that table. Yeah. Couple of days later, we all was a little bit closer. <laughs> After about three weeks, we all was basically just in a huddle, just in the middle of the restaurant, watching TV, eating, chopping it up. So it was cool in that sense that it just kind of like, I think it brought everybody closer. You know what I mean? People started to really get to know each other. But it wasn't, like I said, the first the first couple of days we was there when you had to stay in your room and they deliver food to your room, it was bad. Like, I remember everybody was posting it, like, look what they feeding us. Yeah. But that was just two days, like, where we had to be isolated. And then after that, it was it was solid. They try to discredit the bubble. They try to discredit the team that won a championship for the bubble and all that. But everybody had the same opportunities yeah. or, the, or the same... <laughs> I ain't Dang, gonna lie. Like, I, I feel like it definitely does count. What you feel about? I think it count extra. Yeah. Because as an NBA player, I think one thing people who haven't played in the NBA won't understand is like the traveling and changing time zones, getting on the plane, getting off a plane, moving around. You got your everyday life, you know what I'm saying? It can get heavy. Yeah. In the bubble, it was, ain't no travel. Your treatment is right there. Like they had cold tubs at the pool, waiting after every game. It's a bus to the gym. It was so light, you know what I mean? It was no travel, the practice was right there. It was all we had to think about, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Everybody was like they sharpest. 
Like yeah. your body, like I think I was able to play like that because my body was like rested. That was as good as I felt every game. Like every game, I'm coming out here fresh. Like I felt good every yeah. day. It was after the game, we get right on the bus, go back to the the hotel, and our bus pulled up at the pool, and we would walk to the pool, and I would literally get right in the cold tub at the pool, yeah. sit there for 20 minutes, get out, go eat go up to my room. I had my studio set up. Yeah. I was recording a mixtape in there. Like, it <laughs> yeah. was... I feel like you deserve more credit because everybody's just sharper and fresher. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's harder to beat people like that. So, yeah. I mean, even if you go back and look at it, you had, like, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray. It was dudes in there, like, getting busy. 50s, 40s, 60s. And it wasn't just because it was just <laughs> random. Like, that's... They felt good. I felt like... It's an even playing field. So no matter, like, everybody's got to deal with the yeah, same conditions. Exactly. So, like, it's still the same thing. It ain't like you ain't up against nothing in this, man. Ain't but up those don't. It's like everybody uh-huh. in here doing the same thing. So yeah. I don't see an asterisk or none. I see it's, this is just a fucked up year. It was a COVID year, and, like, they did what they had to do, but it was still nah. basketball. Nah, that count. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, to me, that count for sure. Scoring 61 in the bubble. With no crowd, though, like, how was that like to be out there? Like, some of the games sometimes feel more like practice than actual games because of the lack of crowd. Cause, like, that's the thing that I, when I would look at it, I would be like, yo, it has to feel somewhat like a practice type situation. Even if it's like an open practice, cause you play against yeah. the other team. Like, so it's like, because when it's no fans, they're like, you getting the 60 ball and it's like, you grew. You hear nothing. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't hear nothing, but it's, I just think you had to be there because in those games, it just obviously I knew it wasn't fans there, but it didn't feel right. It didn't feel different. Like the players were still going after each other the same. Like it was like once once you start playing and motherfuckers start setting screens and people attacking and the coaches (laughs) is calling out. It's 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 a real game. (laughs) Yeah. So like your teammates is into it. Everybody's into it. Everybody competing. So it just kind of turned into what it was. It wasn't like. You know, we feed off the crowd when the crowd is there, but mm-hmm. we naturally, we'll go to a gym right now and once it start, it start. It's you know? no so it was like, it was like that. So you, you get out the bubble and the next season come. What did you learn from the bubble that made it was better for the next season? I think the only thing that I took from the bubble that came into the next season was like, I was prepared to just play the game. Mm-hmm. For the game, because it was no fans in the arena mm-hmm. the whole season, pretty much. I think we didn't have fans until the playoffs yeah. the following season. We was like in United Center with nobody in there. How was yeah. that? The, like when you get out of the bubble now, like you said, you in the real, real arena. So now it definitely feels that was a different empty. Experience. Like when you in a big ass arena with nobody in there, that what was, was that like? That was different. <laughs> like I remember we playing in Chicago, and I say the United Center because that's probably the it feels like the biggest yeah. place in the league. And I hit a game winner in an empty arena. <laughs> I and I heard that. everybody like, yeah, like I heard every word that everybody was saying. <laughs> the Bulls, the Bulls GM was sitting a couple rows across from their bench, like right where yeah. I hit the shot at. I heard his reaction to himself like, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> he a couple rows behind me and I'm like, I made the shot. I like did a step back and then I kind of, it was like a platform where chairs normally would be. I almost like tripped on it a little bit because it was mm. just nothing there. <laughs> and I heard his reaction and then all my teammates ran. It was just like a it was like a scrimmage. That was more weird than anything. Yeah. But I think if I took anything away from the bubble, it was like we're gonna come out here and play regardless. Yeah. And um that was it. But other than that, nothing really. We had a chance to interview CJ after you got traded in New Orleans and um he talked so highly of you and, and y'all friendship, but one thing he he did say about you is how real you kept it with him yeah. before he got traded, before the transition that made it more easy yeah. for him to move on or, or go to whatever it is. Just speak about that moment when it actually came down to like, man, I'm about to lose my guy. Yeah. No, I mean, he, CJ, like when he, me and him was cool before he got drafted because yeah. he had an injury. He broke his foot the same way I broke my foot in college. So he reached out to me while he was still in college, like, what did you do? So I ran down to him, the whole process, everything I did. And we just stayed in contact the whole year. And then shit, the draft came. He wasn't picked yet. We had a pick. I knew he was going to get picked high. And I'm like, you know, I text him. 
we ended up picking him. So that whole year, his rookie year, we sat together on the plane. We worked out together every day, everything. Yeah. So then, you know, a couple years later, we end up moving on from everybody. We start over and me and him starting together now after like two years, mm -hmm. three years. So we was always tight. Like my mom and his mom was always together. Yeah. I was always with him. Like in Portland, we, summertime, we was always working out together, going places together. So that's like really my partner. Like yeah. we ain't, even to this day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we get on FaceTime and just whatever, like we always have. But um, we always talked about like, man, if we don't, if we don't win it, it's gonna be over at some point. Like yeah. we gonna, we one of us gonna be up. gone. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So it was a conversation that we had had for three, four years before it actually happened. But we always knew that it was a possibility. And then obviously when it came, it was like, they coming to me with conversations yeah, about possibilities yeah. and all that. And I never was in there telling them like, do this, do that. But yeah. it got to the point where they'd tell me like, hey, you know, if we can do this or we can do that. So I wasn't comfortable being as close with him as I was and just acting like, I don't, don't know, know nothing. nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would have felt like, I would have felt like a sucker if I just tried to play that game. Cause I think you, a lot of times you don't know. Sometimes mm -hmm. they'll try to just do something that they think you want to do. And then they'll tell you afterwards and you really don't know. And then there's times where they know our relationship. So they like, hey, they want to lighten the blow. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to mention what the opportunities are or whatever. So I just came to him like, hey, I, I think something's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some shit going to happen. He was like, yeah, I figured, you know, we, we struggling, whatever, whatever. And we just had the conversation. But I'm like, I know something is coming up. I don't know what, but yeah. you might want to get with your agent. Yeah. figure out if y'all could come together and figure something out. And he was like, boom. And that's what ended up happening. You know, they kind of got with the team. They worked together. And they had been doing that. And then the night before he got traded, we had a game. And I think it was – we had a game. And I remember I got home that night, and we was on the phone for like two hours. Yeah. And the whole time we was just talking about everything leading up to that point. It's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It was that type of conversation. Yeah. But uh, I think that kind of, it made it easier for both of us because it was like, shit, I think it's finna, it's finna go down. And then once he got traded, it wasn't even like, oh my God, he got traded because we had, like I said, talked about it for years being a possibility. And then he knew about it, you know, for a while that it was a possibility leading up to that point. And then shit, the night before, we was on the phone talking about it. Right? <laughs> yeah. We on the phone, literally. I remember I'm in my closet, like packing up some stuff and we, we talking. So, I mean, it was... It made it more smooth, you know what I'm saying? After losing somebody you so close to as a teammate and he's gone now, do it take a piece of you, you know, in the air or in the gym? It just yeah. ain't the same or not hearing that voice or mm. seeing him pull up. I think initially, it, you know, I took it pretty cool because I wasn't playing. Yeah. Like at that point, I had already Got, yeah. pulled out of the season. I, was get, I had surgery, so I wasn't physically on the court. On the court. I was mm. on the team still, but I wasn't having to play yeah. without him. Yeah. So he went to New Orleans. He came back, played against the team. He got a, a standing ovation, everything. Yeah. And I I realized it, but I hadn't had to play without him yet. Yeah. And then um, once I started getting ready for the next year, you know, we come into training camp or whatever. That was and I was like, damn, damn like guy here. <laughs> my running mate, he had yeah. been here. Like we had this conversation every year in camp. Like, hey, if I snap on you, just take it. Like yeah. it ain't personal. You already know it's coming from a good place. If you snap on me, Take it. We trying to like we had this conversation yeah, every year. So when it, the time came, I was just like, damn, like see, really gone. Yeah. You know, I was obviously able to come out and do what I needed to do, but it did take a little bit off of the mission. You know what I'm saying? That I was on. Like it was always, we gonna do this. This what yeah. we got to do. You know. So it, it took a little bit off of that mission for me. You know, for what I wanted to do there. To have a guy like CJ interviewing him. I rarely hear him talk or I rarely get a chance to really hear him or try to feel who he is. Yeah. He had me a whole new light of CJ yeah. after we interview him, the mentality yeah. that he had. To have a guy that same, have the same equal mentality as you and mm -hmm. don't bullshit, I ain't scared to say he what's ain't on scared his mind. He yeah. <laughs> was real. He really crazy for real. <laughs> like, to lose that and, and now you gotta find somebody else on the team to have that same type of pedigree as you. Yeah. How was that for you transitioning to, cause like you got young guys, you got the yeah. Anthony Simon yeah. guy, you got these guys and 
you know, to have CJ being the next best player, yeah. to have a mentality like you, right. it's hard to get that on teams. No, to it's understand hard. what it is. Because y'all came from the bottom. Y'all had to work it's for hard. everything y'all got. It's hard. We had so much in common. Like, yeah. Coming from a mid-major, having to carry a team in college. It was just so many things that we that we shared to where it was like, I knew it when I saw it. And I remember his first training camp, you know, his rookie year, he, you know, LA was multi-time all-star. Mm -hmm. This dude on the max contract, he was like nice like that, yeah, one of the, the best guy. players in the league. And I'll never forget, he switched on to CJ one time in practice, training camp, and CJ like, he switched, he kind of guarding CJ like this, because yeah. they didn't really know <laughs> CJ was like nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? They didn't right. know he was really nice like that. Yeah. And confident, like cocky. So right. he, CJ hit him, you know, right to left, step back, fade away. And uh, L.A. was like, that's off. Like, when he contested yeah. it, that's off. C.J. was like, shut up. Like, <laughs> that's what he said. This in training camp, his rookie yeah. year. So yeah. I remember he just had all the vets was just kind of, like, bothered by him because he yeah. was just yeah. talking, and he was backing it up, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. he was hooping. So, like, from that moment, I, I knew because I followed him in college, but from, in the NBA, I was like, see – I might not have said that out loud, but I would have been thinking that thinking when that, that happened. Thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I knew it was I knew it was there when we became a backcourt. But when he left, I also was like, I got a lot of confidence in Ant. You know, obviously yeah. he gonna need time to become that because he came in the league as an 18 year old. Yeah, um, he didn't have college experience. He hadn't been on the court that much. But like from the day Ant walked in, I was already on his line. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was. I come to the sideline like, did you see what, how they was just guarding me? Yeah. Did you see how they blitzed me? You see how I hit the pocket? You see how I came and I passed ahead and let him make the pass so they can soften up when they yeah. see they getting picked. Like, I would always come to the sideline and ask them, you seen this? Did you yeah. see that? You know why I did this? You know why I did that? On the plane, I'll show them clips of, like, certain stuff. I started training with him. Like, we start working out together. He started training with my trainer. So he was almost like being like groomed the whole time. So it was it was just a matter of him getting experience. And um, last year was his first full year getting it and I thought he he hooped, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But he, you need that time. You need that time to get on the court, do it, play against that pressure, get play in like meaningful games, yeah. really feel yourself, you know what I'm saying? And I thought the year before he got more minutes than than earlier in his career. And then last year he was ready. I think he averaged like 22 last year. So. Yeah. And, he was ready, but it's, it's nothing like doing it and just coming into it knowing, like, this is what I do. You know, he had to do it. And last year was his first year starting and, and getting to it. But me and CJ, had we had reps. You know what I mean? We had year after year after year after year. Western Conference Finals. Like knew sweet. Sweet like and got swept together. I saw yeah. how he bounced back from it. We didn't have success together. I saw how he came back from it. Like, we didn't been out together. And I didn't see him, like not go out, you know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't gonna, he ain't just finna go out like no sucker, like on no level. So it was like, we had enough experiences together where like my belief and my comfort with him was like that high. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously that's that's tough to replace, but. Um, Have you uh, talked to him since his long injury? Y'all talked to him the day it came out? How, how, <laughs> how he doing? He doing straight. He's that's straight. Good. That's good. Prayers up for CJ, yeah, man. Straight Keep up. back a healthy recovery. Yeah. Tell me this. We all aspire to be, you know, make the league, be an all-star, yeah. whatever, try and win MVP, all that stuff, right? Nobody ever thinks you're going to be, like, top 50, top 75. Like, mm -hmm. when you got that call and when you got that information, like, what was going through your mind? I mean, the craziest thing about it is I didn't know it was even a real thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you remember when it came out, it was like, I saw multiple people on social media like, this my top 75, this my top, like people was just saying what yeah. their top 75 was. So I thought it was just like a trending. One of those type yeah. of A trending thing where people just saying who they think they top 75 players are. And then it wasn't even my agent. I don't even remember who called me. Like it was like, I think it was my guy Lotto. He like was working with me on my music like mm. a long time ago. He called me like, congrats on the top 75. I was like, <laughs> What you talking about? He was like, you made the, the top 75. And then right after I got off with him, my agent called me and was telling me about it. And I was like, I literally didn't know this was like an actual right. thing, mm. like an actual accomplishment. Do you remember the top 50? You remember when they had the I top I remember 50? when they did it and they all had the jackets. Yeah, and they, right. yeah. they all took the picture together. I remember that. But uh, I didn't know that this was 
I assume they'll do it every 50 years. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then when they did this, people start blowing me up. Like, you made top 75. So I'm like, man, let me see who on here. Like, right. So once I look, I'm like, I start feeling bad because I'm looking at the people who I grew up looking right. up to that didn't make it. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, dang. You know what I'm saying? But I think that make it even more of a, a special accomplishment. I was even more happy for your journey and how you, yeah. you came up making the top 75 because, you know, you you in the Western Conference. Yeah. Like, you probably would have had more all-star games, yeah. more different. I remember when them guys was winning, but your numbers was there, and you posed to make the all-star game, but it was so many other more guards. I mean, I always won. That's why I always felt slighted. Yeah. Like, I didn't make the playoffs my rookie year, and the next eight years, I never missed. Yeah. I never missed the playoffs. Yeah, you so, one man gang in their ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I never missed for the next eight years. Right, so yeah. it was like they were saying, all oh, these people winning and all that. So that's why I always felt slighted because yeah. I'm like, y'all say you got to win. Like, I'm producing every year. I'm getting mm -hmm. trapped. I'm getting double teamed. I'm facing everything. I'm still 27 and up. We winning games. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm out front. I'm out here in the West. Right. Up. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. I felt slighted by that. So just to make that 75th anniversary team, I was surprised by it because I was like, if it was going to be a real thing, I didn't think I'd make it. You know what I'm saying? Like they ain't going to put me on there, but I think the body of work speak for itself. Speaks for itself. How, but yeah. how was it when you was actually there for the ceremony? You see all that MJ greatness in the then Mike show up, Magic. That there, was probably just like, the like that moment. moment. Like how did you feel standing in that moment? Because I didn't like, you know, like, I tell people all the time, like, you know, I'm not the starstruck or nothing that, but like yeah. when MJ walk in the room <laughs> and Matt, like Magic got it too for me. Like when like Man, the third, like it's like, hold up. I like, felt so small, bro. Yeah, like how does that feel to be around all of that? Every like, single direction bruh. you turn and it's like, oh shit, it's like oh I'm a person, like I come from a family in a neighborhood of like confidence in who I am. Like yeah. I'm like I stand for something. Right. And when I was there, like in my entire life, I never looked around and felt so not small, like I'm nothing, but right. just like Magic and Isaiah and all these people. Yeah. It was like a bunch of dudes in there where I'm like, I wasn't looking at myself as with them. I was just like, I'm in the room <laughs> and all these dudes is in here. Like it was crazy. So like we all posing for like, I come to All-Star, you know, every year. And we take these pictures, and usually, like, when I was younger, it would be Bron and mm -hmm. Kobe and Dirk and Tim Duncan and Dwight, and they would be the ones talking, you know, kind of. Yeah. They, they taking pictures, and they the ones talking, kind of leading the room. But this time, it was, like, Magic and yeah. Kareem yeah. and all these dudes. Like, they the ones in there doing the chatter while right. we're taking the pictures, and I'm just kind of looking around, and it's – J Kid and Stock. I mean, I'm looking around like I'm really in here with these right. dudes. Right, greatest point guards. Yeah. yeah. So like, we walk out of the the room where we take the big picture, and when we walk out, it's like all these cameras like this. You know what I mean? There's so many stars and all these legends in here, and when we get in the hallway, you see MJ walking towards us. He wasn't <laughs> even in there for the, the big yeah, picture. Yeah. He just got there. He just got there. So he's walking, and it's more cameras on just him by himself than it is on all of us. And it was like, that's when you really saw the difference of like, man, this dude, the GOAT. Yeah. Like when he was walking, I just, everybody was just staring at him. Yeah. Like even all the people that was- like The top blown, 75 the top looking at him. The 74 <laughs> was looking at him like, he was walking up, he walked up. It was like he just took over the Well, I know the they, whole situation. They, they introduced y'all names. They was calling y'all names and calling y'all out mm -hmm. and everybody got their ovations and yeah. all that. But when Mike walked out, it seemed like nah, it that seemed was like different. Just, seemed like the the volume just went up for some reason on my TV. The how loud? How was when it? When he that? walked out, was that your first time meeting him? Because before you said you hadn't met Mike before. I still ain't never met him. You mm. just looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was sitting there. <laughs> I was standing next to Clyde. I was standing next to Clyde, and I just was staring at him like, because <laughs> all the lights was on him, and it was just like, man, that's Jordan. Like, he's glowing. I'm looking door. at him like his arms and his hands. Like, I'm just looking at him like, damn. I ain't say nothing to him. Then they lined us up, and we all walked out. The whole time, I ain't say nothing. <laughs> I just was looking like, <laughs> I'm just looking like, damn. I was looking around at everybody, but like when he came out, it was like, it was like unreal. Yeah, that was how, how loud it was. How everybody like, 
if you looked around the arena, it was nothing but stars there. Yeah, right. Like we would all recognize these people as stars, and how they even was looking at them was like they felt small too. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm, like everybody was just like. It's Jordan. Yeah, I felt like they watched it on TV because, <laughs> and, and then we knew, like, because they was like, he was just at the Daytona race or yeah, the, the NASCAR race. He came race from there to he the flew th- straight yeah. from there and made it. So when he showed up, it was like, that's what I was trying to tell people. I was like, man, if you all of the debating and this, that, and third, like, just watch how it is when he show up. Like, these are the biggest stars, the biggest stars of the stars. And when he showed up, they were impressed. When the he people showed that everybody's up. impressed by were that impressed by him. And that's where you see You the just difference. had to see it, bro. <laughs> I was in the back hallway. Uh, the only person who was there who I felt like was just, and I'm not saying they was all like in awe of him, but you just couldn't help but that's Jordan. You know right. what I mean? The only person who just was kind of like didn't have a jacket on, didn't have his 75 jacket on, didn't really care was Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was just like. He in his own world. <laughs> he just didn't care. He They was trying to put your jacket on. You know what I'm saying? He just did not care. <laughs> but it was everybody else. He was, everybody was the same, bro. Straight like, up. Looking like, man, this dude is, shit, he everything. Like, to everybody. Yeah. It, it was obvious when he walked out in the crowd just, yeah, that's crazy, man. Congrats on that top yeah, seventy five. It. It's, 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 it's well deserved, man. Like for I sure. say, I I was really happy for you because what you had to go through. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The road you had to take to get to where you need to do. That's like something the icing on the yeah, cake for when sure. You, when you get an opportunity, it, it lets you know that your peers and the people that watch you really yeah. appreciate what yeah. you bring to yeah. the table, man. See, that's that's exactly what it did for me because I. And I still I still go about my stuff the same way, but that was like the ultimate nod for me yeah. to be like, okay, like people who really know and people who really see it for what it is, yeah. they they see what I'm doing. Yeah, you know? cause we we know, you know, the yeah. casual fan, they just being a casual yeah, fan, but the sure. real ones know. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. the real ones know. Hey, how was it getting to uh, have Chauncey as a coach, as a you know former player dude, the you know super solid dude, Mister Big Shot? How was it seeing him as a head coach? It was honestly for me, I, it was a, a great experience because me and him had a relationship prior, but getting to play for him, it was like how he supported me, mm-hmm. how we was able to communicate with each other, and how he pushed me. Like he had challenged me. Like I remember um, our first preseason game. We was playing against Sacramento. It might have been our second preseason game. We was in Sac, and uh, they beat us. They kind of blitzed us. They was excited. It was like, that was when I was like, okay, Sac, they're going to be good. Because right. they ain't used to be like this. <laughs> yeah. But they kind of blitzed us. They was playing fast. They was guarding. They was, you know, transition, running. getting out, running. They kind of ran us. And after the game, he was like, man, I feel like you was kind of pressing a little bit. Like, you was trying too hard to do this, and you was trying this, and you should have. Like, he kind of just got on me. And it was one-on-one, too. Like, mm-hmm. he kind of called me down into this little office at the hotel. And he just got on me. And I kind of, like, bucked back a little bit. Like, bro, I, I ain't ever tried to – I ain't pressing nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was like, nah, I respect that you're saying that, but this how I feel. This what I see, bro. Like, yeah. and from that moment, I was like, he like – I ain't going to say he my dad, but that's the kind of conversation my dad would have yeah. had with me or would have yeah. addressed me that way. So I knew he was – I knew he was solid before, but after that, I was like, he really yeah. is a solid individual because yeah. he pressed me instantly. You know, yeah. like we ain't even been together right. long at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where a lot of situations, you know, first time coaches and new coaches somewhere where a player been a long time, they're going to try to tread try lightly to and, yeah. and try to like side with the player. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I knew he had my best interest. So from that point on, I just. I embraced the coach-player relationship and our relationship aside from that even more. And, um, you know, he was always trying to put me in position to be successful. You know what I mean? I always felt like he was on my team, and I think that was why I had the best season of my career last year. How was that to get to chatter all year about staying and leaving and you playing some of the best basketball you can play yeah. like you know what I'm saying 32 like it's a game you yeah. you averaging 32 a game it's it's looking easy you making all these right decisions but still you want to win you yeah. know it's rebuilding you don't know we never know what what the office is thinking yeah. we never know what's in the making we never know what players are actually available yeah. that they talking to how was it to have the cheddar 
after every game, they want to ask you, do you want to stay or do you want to leave? And I mean, you're just playing so good, you just want to focus on basketball. Just How hoping. was that year for you? I had a, a solid year. You yeah. know, I think I, off the court, I had a lot of stuff going on personally. Yeah. So I just kind of threw myself even more into, when I could play basketball, I played, I played <laughs> ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as far as the, like, staying and going and all that stuff, I ain't really pay a lot of attention to it because – when I was in Portland, like I was, my heart was fully in Portland. Portland right. yeah. Like I literally, you couldn't tell me I, I didn't have a chance to win at some point. Like yeah. that's really what I believed. And like you said, you never know what front office, you never know what they yeah. thinking or you know what they really thinking, you know, as opposed to what they might tell you or how they feel or what they think. I really believed it was, we was all on the same mission. And um, once it came time where I kind of, you get to that point in your career where you like, man, I sync with the ship if we all going all in that's and that's it. all yeah. we care about is trying to win. But you also like, I don't want to play the fool and not give myself a chance. Yeah. Like if I don't win, I can deal with that if I'm doing everything I can to give myself a chance. Yeah. But if I'm not, then, you know, I can't I can't go out like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, my time in Portland was was great, bro. Like I loved it. The organization, the people I worked with every day. I think it just got to a point where when it came to going all in to win, I just felt like it ran its course. And, yeah. um, you know, it just was what it was. So down the stretch of that season, did they ask you to sit out? Like toward the end, we got towards the end and it was just like, you know, we got a chance to try to push and get into the play-in, which, you know, we not fully healthy down the line. You know, we get the play-in, do we win the play-in game? Or we get in the first round, we play the number one seed. Like, what does that look like for us versus if we acquire a, a great asset and try to move off from that to get a, a good player? You know, that was kind of what the conversation was. And that was that, you know. And it was like, why? What are you going to do? So, obviously, I'm going to side with what's the best opportunity going forward. So, you know, that was kind of how it came about, you know. But I wasn't – I could have played, you know what I'm saying? How was the offseason for you? You know, you always being in the chatter. When they spoke basketball, they were speaking about, oh, you could be at this place or you can go to this place. Yeah. It's hot right now. Everybody talking. It's low right now. Ain't nobody talking. But just you personally having to work out and having to hear your name on NBA today. Yeah, every, every day. day. It was a different summer for you than the usual summers yeah. that, that you usually have. But this summer... How was that like mentally for you and getting so close to starting the season with right. Portland and out of nowhere yeah. it's just. The summer was, I had a great summer for me. You know, I spent a lot of time with my kids. I spent a lot of time with my family. I traveled, you know, I built the house. I moved into it. You know what I'm saying? I had been building for a couple of years. Like everything was, was going great. You know, I just knew I was going to be traded and I just, I hate to just keep talking about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it it happened, it was done. I hate to keep talking about, you know, this happened and that happened. But I mean, just going through the summer, I knew I was going to be moved. Yeah. Um, they was talking about it every day. I think the thing I was bothered by the most was probably just everybody saying, I heard this and I heard that. And I wasn't yeah. talking to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's like, this is the way this business goes typically. So everybody's going to side on like, this is probably what's happening or yeah. Dame probably, you know, said this to this person or said this to that. And I was really chilling. I was chilling. I didn't <laughs> yeah. say nothing. You know, I was I felt like the best route for me was to not address nothing and talk about none of this stuff. And exactly. if they don't hear me say nothing, then how could all this stuff even come be about. being said? You yeah. know what I mean? But I think that's the speculation of it all in the league and trying to keep the conversation going. And, you know, I just let it be that. And I just stayed quiet about it until it was time. And then, you know, you get close to training camp is almost here and it's like, all right, you know, I was like, shit, I'll just come back, whatever. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I just want to play. Yeah. And then it was, shit, I got traded to Milwaukee right before camp started. Was it a sense of relief? Like once it was just finally done, like, yeah, all right, so we can go and move past that. Yeah. I can just go on. Yeah, it was definitely. on what I need to do and this sense of relief. Yeah, it was way, it Even was though wait. you didn't care about it or you didn't, you didn't yeah. entertain it or nothing like that, but. Just a sense of relief to be like, all right, I know where I'm at. I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I'm coming into it, you know, fresh mind. No, it was definitely weight off my shoulders. Once you get so deep into the summer, 
you know, you got team activities, you playing pickup. And yeah. I don't play in the summer because we play enough during the season. I try to just train, get my body right. Then when September hit, you get, get with the team. Together, yeah. Y'all do all the team stuff, start going over stuff, playing pickup every day. That's how I usually play myself into the season. So like this year, I didn't, I ain't get to do that. So I literally, my first day playing was the first day of practice. Yeah. So like my season, even right now, is kind of like delayed on like just my timing and mm-hmm. movement and everything because I didn't get that normal build up to the season. Yeah. But I was just happy to just to have it over with. You know what I'm saying? And know where I was gonna be, know what team I was gonna be on, try to figure out my situation with my family and how it was gonna go. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I, I didn't have much time at all to figure that part out, but I was just happy that that part was over. You know what I mean? Was it being the Bucks? Was that like out of the blue for you like it was for everybody else? My agent had mentioned it to me prior to that as an option. He was like, you know, what you think about this? You know, if, if things don't work out, you know, how you feel about this? I think it's probably the best basketball situation for you. We talked about it a couple of weeks before and I was like, you know, I like it. You know, if, if it, if it comes to that, I don't know how that get done. You know, I just didn't know how that would even happen. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I was just like, whatever, you know. We didn't talk about it too much. And then, shit, it ended up happening. (laughs) So I was like, you know, let's do it. I always love, like, moments with your kids that they get the opportunity to see a moment in their parents' life or or experience a moment. So for you to have your your sons, your kids there when you get to Milwaukee yeah. and you walk and you see all the that fans deer turned up, what? It was man. See all the fans come and you know them are priceless and memorable moments that yeah. your kids get to see. Yeah. How was that for you to just walk in and see the fans and see, you know have your kids with you and your family with you walking on through? It was special. You know, I I never been traded before, so I thought you get traded, you come in. Do your physical, and I'm sure it's typically not like that for yeah. everybody. Yeah. But uh, they told me it was going to be a rally, but I didn't know it was a rally yeah. for me. Only the greats right. get that. Only the greats <laughs> get that. <laughs> I thought it was like, today they're going to have a rally going on for the team, whatever, whatever. I didn't know it was all around. Right, yeah, everybody coming. coming out to yeah. see it. Yeah. So when I got there, it was just kind of, it was crazy to walk into that and be embraced like that. And then to have my kids there, you know, my kids young, so they was just kind of looking around uh-huh. like, <laughs> what's going on yeah. but it was um, it's an experience that I wouldn't want to have without them you know yeah. what I'm saying because a lot of my purpose and a lot of what I put into what I do at this stage is you know my kids is a part of that you yeah. know what I'm saying and how I I take pride in how I represent myself because of how I feel about my family yeah. and how I feel about my dad so I want them to experience as much of this as possible while they yeah. can see it and understand a little bit what's going on so they can have that same sense of pride about, you know, what went into them having the kind of life that they have. When you got there, they showed you instantly went to the practice facility and started shooting. How did them rims feel? Because it seemed like when they showed them, you went straight <laughs> to the practice, I'm like, damn, he ain't missing either. Yeah, it was, <laughs> no, it was, I did the same thing when I was in college when I Went on my visits, the first thing I wanted to do is just shoot. Like, I want to see how, it, how I, I feel, feel here. Yeah. Right. So, like, after we did everything, I went to the practice facility, got some shots up. But uh, it was cool. I was like, man, I'm like, this is home now. Yeah. Like, this is where I'm going to be here every day. It was just weird adjusting like that. You know what I'm saying? When I'm used to one thing, in Portland, in the practice facility, they got the hanging baskets. And I come to Milwaukee, they got the stanchion still, right. the baskets right there. It was just different. So I was like, man, I'm just trying to make myself at home. Yeah. What, what, what was the first conversation with Giannis like? When we when I got like, there? Yeah after, yeah, after the trade is completed I mean, you get to the team and like when y'all get to talk to each other, what was that like? Man, I got I, when I got there, I got out the car, I walked through the, the rally that they had, yeah. went into the arena, they had a little presentation. And right after that, I went to the practice facility to start the whole medical process. And shit, as soon as I got there, Giannis was walking in two minutes later. And I was sitting in there talking about like some physical stuff and he just walked in the office like, can I just talk to him? Can I just talk to Dane for five minutes? And they was like, yeah, sure. You know, they walked out and we sat there for like an hour just talking about like, this is what we need to do. You know, this is, this is what I'm about. This is what I'm about. Like, it was that type of conversation. Yeah. But that was it. We talked for 45 minutes to an hour right there. You know, like soon as I, soon as I got there. That's what's up. Locked straight in. Yeah. You see Giannis, and it, it seemed like y'all got similar 
personality and a pedigree when yeah. it comes to this basketball yeah. thing. You know, it's it's like y'all against the league. Yeah. You know, some <laughs> teams don't have that chip on their shoulder yeah. like that. But to see that, you think about the greats. You, you had Oscar and Kareem yeah. is the history of the Bucks to now have y'all. How is that to have somebody, another person, like we were just saying with CJ, with similar mentality yeah. of like, yeah, we finna get out here and we finna kill something. Man, it's a, it's a blessing to have that because it's one thing, me and CJ, we both guards. Yeah, yeah. To have it with a four, like somebody that's a forward that can pass and, and handle and that's like a dominant player versus me being a guard, more of, you know, finesse yes, and skill yeah. and on a perimeter, like I think that's more complimentary to the other, you know, like when you think about a lot of other duos, it's like a big and a small yeah. that goes better together better because um, they're yeah. not on top of each other. So like to not only have that, but also to have like people that are like-minded. Yeah. Like when I hear him talk and I see how he act, like I already know it because I act that way. I feel you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I can see his behaviors and already know what what he owned because Did, did y'all know each like other that. at all before? I mean obviously playing against each other you see, but like was it any other type of relationship? Like y'all cool, talk at all off the court? We was cool. Not like we wasn't best friends right. or all the nothing like that, but I had his phone number. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we would text sometimes, like it was a stretch where like before they won where he was trying to get me to go to Milwaukee, and I was trying to tell him, no, you come to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Pat Connaughton, who's on our team now, was my rook in Portland. Mm -hmm. And he was in Portland for like two or three years, I think three years, and then he ended up signing with Milwaukee. So when he was here, he was like the middleman. So we was in the group chat, all three of us, like, mm. Pat, tell him to come here. He like, Pat, no, tell Dame he need to <laughs> yeah. come to Milwaukee. So like, it was like ongoing like that. And then I see him at All-Star Games and, you know, shit like that. But that was really it. I'm not – when you say we similar, it's like he wasn't about to overextend himself yeah. to tell me to do something, and I wasn't about to overextend myself to tell him. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was that. So, I mean, it just kind of – it happened this way. Yeah, that that pick and roll y'all got, it's, it's – Still developing. If, if you blitz it, it's definitely still developing, yeah. but it's going to be a scary thing yeah, <laughs> soon to come. Let me ask you this. How did the – the process of you being a feature on Rick Ross and Meek Mill <laughs> first single. Like, cause the verse is, is fine. Oh, you did your yeah. thing on the verse. Straight up. You definitely posed to be there, but I didn't watch your rap career and, and to now have the, what you want to say, so-called professionals, the yeah. guys that really, this is what they do. Yeah. Come to you to, to get the feature yeah. and want to put it on their single. Yeah. Tell us about the process of that happening and, um how people been reacting to your verse? I mean, the, the reaction been crazy. You know, I think when you get that type of stage and that type of platform to like really showcase what you can do in anything, even yeah. in hoop, football, whatever, like, but in music, I knew it was gonna be a platform for me to like gain some fans yeah. and get people to see like, he really rapped for I real. Really rap. Like I'm not gonna get on here and stand out like I couldn't hang on this record, you yeah. know, so like, that was my thought process when he reached out to me. But I ran into Ross. I've known him for a while, but I ran into him in Miami like a little bit over a year ago at my brother's uh, bachelor party. Like mm -hmm. his little situation, we was out in Miami. I ran into him. We was chopping it up. I was like, man, I got to get you on my project. He was like, say less. Let's do it. You know, so we start working on the joint. He actually is on my album. Mm -hmm. So I got a verse from him on my album. And basically, we just did a verse for a verse. Like, we just swapped it out like that. So mm -hmm. he came back with the Shaq and Kobe joint. And he sent it to me like, man, like, this the one that I want you to, this the one I want you on. So, like, they sent it. I did it. And shit, now you we heard that beat. Because that's a hard, that's it's a hard, hard beat. It's like, hard beat. This real production right yeah, here. You yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I heard it, I just, I was in the studio. I was like, usually, when I'm doing my stuff, I just kind of, like, I just come off with it, you know, and just be writing whatever I want to write. But with that one, I was like, I'm going to take my time. Yeah, like, you know, opportunity. <laughs> I'm going to come right correct. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was that was cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. What's your thoughts on the in-season tournament, bro? Like, this is a whole <laughs> new big deal. The league is – the NBA is pumping it. I mean, it's a chance to get a new title in the middle yeah. of the season. Like, you know, I mean, 
my thoughts on it, we all grew up, you included. We all played holiday tournaments in yeah, high school. You played conference tournaments in college before the, you that's know, true. big dance and all of that. So it's not that foreign. They just never did it really yeah, in the NBA. Yeah, so no. what's your thoughts on it? I mean, honestly, I've still been trying to figure out exactly how it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the opportunity that it presents. You know, you go into Vegas midseason, is, it provides some excitement to yeah. the NBA season to give you something else to play for. I think the highlight of it for me is I'm always looking at the type of opportunity it might present for the guys in the league that aren't max players or not, you know, able to make the kind of money that we make. And so just knowing like, man, you got two way players now that if you go win this tournament and you take this tournament series, these dudes get 500,000. That's crazy. Like they get a share of that. So like, that's kind of my thought process with it, but it's like, it gives you something to play for and it gives some new excitement. It's kind of like the play-in, you know? Yeah. I'm sure the ratings on the play-in because it. it's like high stakes. I like the yeah, play-in. I, mean, I, I like, like the it. play-in. I was it's high stakes. You could first, be in bro. there as a seven seed and end up not in the playoffs. Yeah, like it's, yeah. People want to see like a Cinderella. It's like the NCAA tournament. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's going to provide some excitement. They got a little wrinkle in there. You going to, you going to Vegas and... It's an opportunity to, you know, let guys make some make a little bit of extra money. So add another credential to your resume. Yeah, and it's know. an accomplishment. It's yep. it's on the list now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like now. it ain't like it ain't the Larry O'Brien, but yeah. it's, a title. it's it's an accomplishment now. Yeah, you know what I'm I feel it's like a, from now on they're gonna be like when you see your resume, they're gonna be like play in MVP yeah, or play in season tournament. Mid, I mean mid season tournament or mid season MVP. I mean they have to, because it's a thing now. Yeah. So it's let me ask you be. this. How do you like them changing the courts up and having the teams wear the city jerseys and all that stuff? I mean, I like it because you can feel that it's a situation. You see like the it, difference of yeah, it. Yeah, it feels – it don't feel like just another night in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I felt that when we played our first game. I just think the designs of the courts got to be better. <laughs> like, I, I ain't like it. You weren't feeling all I think that. ours was cool. Uh-huh. But some of the ones I've seen on TV, I'm like, man, some of these courts is crazy. The blue yeah. joint, the Boise like, State joint. One of them was like red. It was like red. I was like, Like, how you even see the out-of-bounds line on some of these courts? Like, yeah. Hey, tell me this. You OG nine in the league. You, you know what I'm saying? That's you, crazy. You be called the OG. I know. It, it, <laughs> it's it, my 12th it, season. That's what I'm saying. You, when you 10 years in, holler back then. You 10 plus, you an OG. You got 12 yeah. years, man. What's some of these young boys you like that it get you excited watching them out there? Because there's some young talent coming through. Now, like, who's some of the young boys you like looking at? Man, you know who I really like that's not a star, but, like, my elite camp, we do, like, a pro camp, too, with, like, young pros that's trying to, like, turn in the corner. Trey Mann in Oklahoma City. Oh, no, he like got he, a bag. Trey Mann. I don't I like know if him. it's going to be in Oklahoma City, but – Wherever it's at, Trey Mann is nice. Yeah, I think he, he gonna. I'm he stay you. getting out there putting on. Like put, when he put, get an opportunity somewhere, when he get busy. Cause they deep over there. I think he gonna have to move. When he get an opportunity him. somewhere, I'm telling you, like Trey hey, Mann dunk that thing on you. If Trey you Mann is he got nice, a bag, bro. Yeah, he reminds me like how he do stuff and how like what he's capable of. It reminds me of how Ant is. Like the same thing I saw in Ant is how I saw him. You yeah, know? so I think he gonna. I like Trey Mann. All the young players, man. I like Keegan Murray, Sacramento. Keegan Murray, he's Sacramento, nice. yeah. Like he got he, a ratchet. Yeah, he, <laughs> he got game, too. Yeah. Like, nah, he be hooping. He can do something. I heard the coach real. trying to get him to shoot more. He should. Yeah. He don't miss. He Straight up. It look he good. nice. I mean, obviously, Chet and Wimby, like them dudes, is, is for real. Like, yeah, you can yeah. see it already. Yeah. Shea, like, oh, Shea, Shea get, like, like, he. He crazy. crazy. It's a lot of young talent, man. Like the league is full of talent. It's full of talent, man. Let me ask you this. I seen Giannis and gave his whole team some of them Giannis. So where no, you a Adidas guy. Where yeah. is them Nikes in your house? At? I ain't gonna lie, man. They still in my locker right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't took them home yet, but hey, I, man. I just got them. I'm gonna get them signed, man. I'm gonna hang them up. But I ain't. You know what I'm saying? I'm three stripes. Straight I up. I don't, I wrong with I don't cross over. So. <laughs> hey, man. Everybody talking about them Olympics next year. Who gonna go and who interested? You got any interest in playing it and participating in it? 
Yeah, I got some interest in it. I mean, but you know how that stuff is. You don't know who. Yeah, you I know. know. You, just, you, you don't you know, know how that's going to go. If you're going to get chose or not. I mean, I, I got a gold medal already, so I ain't sweating it too much. If they call, it's definitely something I consider, but especially being away from my kids right now and being in a long season. The Olympics is, is time consuming. Mm. Yeah. You got practices, you're traveling, you're doing all that stuff. Then you go to the Olympics, like that'll just be more time away, you know, mm -hmm. and I could bring them with me, but you know what I'm saying? I, I just ain't sure if that's how I want to spend my summer yeah. right now, at least, you know what yeah. I mean? So we'll mm -hmm. see. But it's definitely something that right now I'm, I'm open to. See how this year go. Yeah, see how it go, man. If it go how, how we want it to go. <laughs> Might have to just go ahead and enjoy my summer. Man. <laughs> Who is the dream feature? Who is the feature that you you dream of that uh, you want the opportunity to, to get that? Man, I gotta get a, a J Cole feature. J you know Cole, I've been on Cole. Cole world. I've been on Cole since oh eight oh nine. You know what I'm saying? I was telling my college roommates about J Cole. So yeah. like, and this before this is the warm up. This is yeah. Before Friday Night Lights, before yeah. all that, like before he, this when he was barely featured on on the Blueprint, yeah. when he got on the Stars Born. Blueprint so like, too, yeah. I gotta get the Cole feature, and I gotta get it. I gotta get a Drake joint too. Yeah, yeah. Cole is killing every verse. He's touching right now. Yeah, he I know. I gotta get. Right I gotta now. get Cole. I gotta get Drake, man, and I gotta get. I gotta get Kendrick at some point too. That's what's just up, for man. the West Coast, man. I think I feel like. Where I am, like listening to Kendrick, I feel like I'm I'm in that type of space yeah. that he in, you know yeah. what I'm saying, personally. So I gotta get those. Yeah, y'all hear that, man. Yeah, hey, we, we gotta, gotta get yeah. them on the boards now. Yeah, for How sure. like, you know, athletes in general, you know what I'm saying, they struggle to get the kind of like respect when they try yeah. and do music, whether it's rapping or whatever. Yeah. I feel like you get that respect, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Clearly you getting features yeah. or, and the rap artists are asking yeah. you to be on their album. So how do that feel for you to, you know what I'm saying, to get that respect and not be looked at it like, man, he corny, he just, you know what I'm saying, doing it because he got yeah. money or he, like you really like get down and you get busy yeah. and like you really get that respect. How that feel? No, it's a good feeling because you, a lot of times in music, when you're an athlete, they don't respect it because shit, sometimes the, the facts is it do be corny. Right. Like a lot of stuff just be corny and it be weak sometimes. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, obviously, but it, it be weak. Like I've heard a lot of weak stuff, but I think what it comes down to is like the same way we play AAU and go to college and do all this stuff. And we put a lot into us having what we have as NBA players. So yeah. you got to respect it. As artists, they like, you got to put in what we put in for us to respect it. So I think it's also respected because I kind of, I approached it like any other artist. I ain't say I'm Dame Lillard. I'm dropping something. Right. Like I started off, Four Bar Friday on Instagram. Yeah. I did that for a couple years. I started dropping freestyles every Monday. This is like 2015. Mm -hmm. I'm dropping freestyles every week. SoundCloud, then mm -hmm. I went to SoundCloud. Then I put an album out. Then I put another album out. Like I just put my fifth album out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sick. I'm doing shows, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm in studios with people, so like, all these producers, I kind of took the steps the same way I took the steps as a as an athlete. Like right. I got mixtapes, bro, from 08. <laughs> like after college, when I get out of school, I'm going home doing mixtapes, like putting them out. Like That's in high school, when we came out and did layup lines, we came out to our own music. Yeah, like we sure. warmed up to our own music. So it's like That's this ain't. Up. I put time into it and I think they can hear it. You know what I'm saying? They can tell. The same way I'm a student of the game in hoop, I'm a student of the game in, in hip hop. You you know, I respect the that. game, you know yeah. what I mean? How does it feel to have like uh, us as basketball players, a lot of these GMs or coaches or, or whatever, they won't accept the other thing that you do, like you're doing music, but now like you're known yeah. to be like, nah, nah, not only are you a hooper and you're an all-star top 75, but like, you really are a rapper too. That's, yeah. that's part of your makeup, and they accept it, and they not like frowning on it. Yeah, like I think it's man. I respect that stance, you know, yeah. from them. Like we giving these dudes more money than we ever giving players now. Like we need y'all to keep this first, and yeah. I think um, it's never gotten in the way of me performing, you know, as a basketball player. Mm. So I think I've always kept the first thing first. Like I don't not train, I don't not show up. I don't skip no steps when it comes to hoop. Like I'm always there, you know, I come correct. You know, when I come to work every day, in games, in the practice facility, how I deal with people, like I, 
uh, do it how you would want somebody to do it that you're paying $200 million from a performance standpoint and a character standpoint. So, like, as long as I'm doing that, you know, then what I'm doing with my music is not a distraction. And I also didn't just come in the league and just start dropping shit. Yeah. Like, I was, I didn't put no music out until I was a two-time All-Star already. Yeah. Like, I was All-NBA already. I was 24. But I had already came in and established myself yeah, and showed, made that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I didn't stop after that, even when I started putting music out, so. What is something you and Giannis have to do to get that ultimate goal of a championship? What is something, just early season that you seeing that like, yeah, this is something that I got to do or me and Giannis got to do to, to kind of just get towards that goal of winning it all? We both, like, he's always had to put his foot down in Milwaukee and kind of lead the charge and be kind of like, the man to push it forward. And I've always been that way in Portland. And I think now that we together, we both got to look over and say, this is a top 75 player too. Yeah. And I got to trust him trust to mm-hmm. carry this with me. You know, I think we both got to do that. And we both got to be able to do like how I was saying with me and CJ, we would look at each other and be like, I ain't gonna take nothing you say to me personal. Right. And don't take nothing I say to you personal. Just know that I'm, I'm your biggest cheerleader, yeah. bro. And I'm I'm a champion you at all times. Like I'm all I'm gonna be behind you. Like and when he said that to me, I believed him. So it was times where she would be like, Deep, what the fuck you doing? Blah blah blah. I didn't care if it was in front of fans. I didn't care if it was Love in front of the front, team. Yeah. Nothing. Cause he might give me a ride back home after practice. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be in the car like it's regular. So like me and him gotta be able to hold each other accountable. accountable. And that don't mean yelling at each other all the time. Yeah. It just mean like, I gotta be able to say something to you. Yeah. And you gotta be able to say something to me at all times. Way. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think we gotta have those two things on a high level. And after that, we it's got a shot. We got a shot. So far in your career, uh, you had a bunch of teammates. If you can pick four other teammates to build a whole all-time team, who would be them other four teammates you would roll with? My four teammates? Yeah. Out of the people. So me plus four people. Plus four people you didn't play in my whole your career. Your whole career you didn't play with that's been your teammate. I'ma go me. Um Melo, Giannis, mm. CJ, mm. and Lamarcus Aldridge. Damn. That's one right there. See, it's gonna be a nice fight. We gonna have a me, a, CJ, Melo, Giannis, LA. All yeah, in we gotta prime. put that in the bracket. Ooh. That's gonna be something. That'd yeah. be crazy. That's a five. Yeah, yeah, that's a five. How was it to remake Space Jam and do it with LeBron, with the players that he chose to do it, and and your character in it? You know. Yeah. I How was it for kids too? How was it for y'all? I know they was tripping. My son was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> like when we filmed it, he was too young to even know. But by the time it came out, it was ready. And I sat there and watched it with him. He was like, wait, like, he was trying to, he was like, that's you? Like in the movie, I was like, that's me. Like, I, I did that. Like I'm an actor too. <laughs> yeah. It was just funny because I, we was talking about the music thing too. Like I had a chance to be in the movie. And I'm also on the soundtrack too. Like up. they put me on the soundtrack. That's dope. Like my character had a whole spin on Dame Time. Like mm-hmm. I had a real moment in the movie. So yeah. like it was cool. And it was just cool to kick it with everybody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Diana Taurasi, Goguma Kez, Clay. Like everybody was there. It was cool. Brian. Yeah. It was cool. Like we had a moment at like a little All Star game scene yeah. where. They didn't really give us a script. It was just like, yeah. it was like, all right, let's do this. And I was like, y'all gonna laugh, but I'm gonna have my moment. Like Straight in this up. scene, like I'm saying something and everybody was kind of being quiet. I was like, man, I'm finna, I'm finna give me some camera time. So we, we grew up watching <laughs> I'm gonna get in. Know, Space Jam with Michael Jordan to, yeah. to be able to push the legacy of that yeah. further. Like your kids gonna watch that all the time for years yeah. and years and years. Sure, I mean, I. I'm a person that I always think it's hard to match like the original of anything because yeah. it just, you can look back at some original things and be like, man, that was kind of trash. But yeah. the impact of it when it was when it was new, it yeah. just can't be surpassed. So yeah. like, you know, I thought about that a little bit, but for me, it was just like, I'm yeah. in a new Space Jam movie. Yeah. Like this gonna be everywhere. You gotta do it. Bron- like you gotta do it. It's a great opportunity. I love it for myself. I love it for everybody in it. And my kids gonna, yeah. Like they gonna 
be glued to the screen when they watch this. Yeah. And even when they figure out that this is me, it's going to be even even better. So yeah, it was a great it's opportunity. It's not the original, but it's a great, they did a great job. Yeah, they did. Movie. Like, yeah. I, I didn't watch that movie more than one time. Yeah, and, like, and, still still and it's, it's, it's today's, you know, the era and change, it's more mm -hmm. technology. Yeah, 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 it's different. Like, I, I actually, I love that movie, yeah. man. So you did yeah. a great job, man. Sure. Great on that. Appreciate it. Man, we appreciate you pulling up, man. He a two-time offender now, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Back to back, you know what I'm saying? Dang yeah. time, we'll back with the knuckleheads, man. Y'all check it out. Yes, sir. I want to thank y'all for your continued support of the Knuckleheads podcast. Be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com